I, I, I think I really believe is, as I said, um, it's not just my, because it's my business. Uh, I think is we read TechCrunch and many other English media because Silicon Valley or, or states, they are leading the technology in the past five, 10 years. But we really see the shifting, maybe not in China, shifting to China, but shifting to Asia. So, um, you know, really techno or some other like Asia focused media, uh, I think that's for, I think for, for the next 10 years. Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 346. Today is Sunday, the 27th of October, 2019. My name is Minter Dial and I'm your host for this podcast. And this week's interview is with Gang Lu. Gang is the founder and CEO of Technode, the leading bilingual tech media in China, covering startups and large listed companies, the entrepreneurial community, and the angel VC investment activities. For us in the West, Technode is like the tech crunch of China. Gang is also the co-founder of OpenWeb.Asia, a network of premium blogs that focus on the Asian web industry. In this conversation with Gang, we talk about what it's like to run a company in China, how Gang manages the four different versions of Technode, the transformation ongoing in China. We talk about the competitive environment between the big tech companies, insights into some specially Chinese startups and companies, and much more about the exciting evolution of the Chinese market. You'll find all the show notes on minterdial.com. Now for the interview. Gang Lu, well, what a great pleasure to see you in Shanghai. You and I have known each other for, well, getting along eight so years, something like that. We met, I think it was through NetExplo originally. Anyway, yeah. we have had a, a long shared history and interest in the new tech world. In your own words, describe us who you are, Gang, these days. Hi, um, my name is Gang Lu. Um, Chinese. Um, I think is uh, you know we. Well, it's been been long, long times. Um, I was in UK for seven years, then I moved back to Shanghai around like two thousand eight. Um, but what I'm doing now, so actually I started my personal blog when I was in UK. That was uh, two thousand seven. That blog is really personal. When I started, started it's just like uh, because. Um, I don't really have a journalist background. I know nothing about media, but the only thing I know is the technology because I did my PhD in computer science. So 2007, I said, uh, so maybe I can start writing something about China, but in the technology space. Uh, then I started, when I started, I started writing in English, basically to tell the world what's happening in China. But still, that was my, that was my hobby. But... It's been like 10 years from hobby to your career. I just couldn't believe I was, I knew I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I moved to China to some aid then until, you know, keep my, kind of keep my hobby for until 2012. Then I decided to turn my hobby into my career. So I set a company, Techno, uh, as a media company. So the company had been running for over six years uh, from one-man effort 
We have uh, like over 80 people now. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's a long stop journey. We're still working on that. Of course. Um, so, so basically what we do is um, we're more like a tech crunch, but we focus on China. So we write about, we cover the technology news, startup news uh, happening in China. And, you know, from media, we also run like technology events. We work with uh, innovation uh, corporates uh, to help the corporates into the startup ecosystems. Um, then last year, we also opened our office in Singapore because we see more and more Chinese companies. Um, they're going abroad, especially mm-hmm. South Asia. They want to access the South Asia market. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the Chinese venture capitals, they're going out of China. They're looking for the global investment um, because we are probably the only one we do bilingual. We have English version, Chinese version, so we are really connected with the global market. So that's why we decided, okay, we should do more in the global. But everything we do, like always, always our vision is we want to bridge the Chinese ecosystems and the global ecosystem in tech. So, so your tech node is available in English and Chinese, and every article is translated? No, no, actually, yes, it's quite interesting. Actually, first of all, we technically also available in Spanish. And Russian. Um, <laughs> but actually, the, but officially, we, we run the Chinese version and, and English on our own, like by our reporters. But the Russian version and Spanish version is uh, translated by our partners. Um, but, the, but it's interesting because actually the, the content... I would say maybe ninety percent of the content they are quite they are they are different like the Chinese and English because first of all they run by two teams. Secondly, why is it run by two teams? Because from the Chinese angle and from the kind of English angles, actually, if you see Chinese ecosystems, actually, it's uh, probably like t- kind of two different world. Um, you know, you know, some story is super insensitive to Chinese only, but the some story maybe is just. Very, very common to Chinese, but is kind of uh, is a kind of inclusive or is um, super interesting only for English readers. So, being in charge of now four different versions of it, obviously, I don't, I don't suspect a gang that you you read uh, Russian or maybe not Spanish. But um, how do you keep? consistency of the Technode brand when you have so many different iterations looking at it, let's say, from different filters? What is it that unites them somehow other than just the fact that they have the same brand name? Well, uh, first of all, I think it's, it's really hard. Uh, but, so, but I think the, the only, maybe the one thing I, I look at is, um, you know, the, the, the China, because since the first day when I started Techno, um, I always... Because the reason I started Techno, uh, so basically like the, the two reasons I started Techno. The first, because I was in UK for like seven years, like most of the English media I read about Chinese technology, I would say like it was always like two keywords. First, copycats. We copy everything right. from Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. which, you know, which kind of true, right? Well, Sec- it was true for sure. Yeah, and still happening. Um, the second is the censorship. Mm-hmm. No. You know, we censor the Chinese censorship, but which was also sort of true as well. So that part, that's the, those are two reasons kind of drove me to start, you know, to blog on my own because I know they, they were true, 
But I know there are much more than copycat and censorship.、Sure. So that's why it, I I decided that whatever you know we do, is we want to kind of helping the global market to has more in depth understanding of what what happening in China. So and also because I have my technology background, so I'm super interested in the technologies.、Mm-hmm. So I think the. The thing I think, the kind of the the kind of spirit I would say the to drive the company is, we want to explore the Chinese innovations. Right. So,、um, what I'm interested in, gang, is、uh, you, you lived in England for seven years.、Yeah. You were up in Sheffield. You, you know the English ecosystem for sure. You've now got a business with eighty employees. What's it like running a business in in China at your level?、Um, Give us an idea of some of the challenges, some of the interesting benefits of running a business here. Yeah, of course, it's、uh, a lot of advantage. I think that's why you know, actually, my first job was in UK after after I graduated from university. Well, you had this little hobby on the side. Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, but the, I think the the reason why I decided to move back to China because. I really feel I still feel that like the China is you have loads of opportunities you can do something on your own. Also, the market is huge, the potential is huge. So that's kind of technologies.、Um, you know, you see the energy here,、uh, and you know, and、um, people you have、uh, resources uh, which um, is kind of can can kind of enable you to do、um, you know everything. You you want to? You so want to when you talk about resources, are we talking about people? Are we talking about access to money? Are we talking about government sponsorships? How how do you get those resources? Because I mean, you, magic wand. Hey, listen, I need a million bucks to start this business. You know, give us an idea of how you've managed to corral all these resources. Well, just my just my like personal experience. So when I the the reason I started. Um, you know, kind of turn my hobby into my career around like twenty twelve because I I met her friends who's um、uh, who basically who 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 was、uh, telling me hey, hey Gang you've been doing your blog for like five years six years and we need a tech crunch in China so here I give you one hundred k dollars you should do this take the money. You should take money, then set up your own business and do it as properly as a media.、Wow. So that so I took money. Say, oh, I never imagined someone could pay me and to do blog. To do your passion. Yeah, to do my passion. So I I took that. Then that's like how how everything、wow. started.、Uh, I didn't、really、expect that, but you know I say, oh, why why not? I give a try. Then I think that's what twenty twelve. Um, but only you know talking about the tech space, right? Then actually the the whole kind of tech or startup ecosystem actually is、uh, kind of taking off since the twenty twelve because of, like the mobile internet, like all the infrastructures,、um, so everything taking off. Then around like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, and the government like started like the basically our big biggest the biggest boss started the.、Uh, You know, speaking to the whole society in China, saying basically saying, okay, all the resources,、uh, we should support、uh, entrepreneurship.、Uh, we should understand what is startups.、Uh, we should support startups. And、um, even I think even then, 
I don't really, I, I don't really think the government really understands how startup works, but because you know the biggest boss saying so, and then you see all the resources, you know the tier one, tier two, or even tier four city, the government. They give out like free space to startups. Even in some places, they, they don't really have startups, but they still have to give this free space and sometimes free money as well. Then I think because you we've been at that time we've been running our business for like three or four years, then we got more and more basically we got more attention from the government as well. Then the government started uh, sponsor our events uh, with like little money. Then we get a little bit more money, but to us it's good because you are you have government support. You know, in China we call it China, China government the big government because they have lots of resources. Mm-hmm. Um, then also uh, it's kind of free money because for government they don't really not lot like the traditional sponsors, right? They just want like um, something big. Yeah. They don't have an expected return on investment. No, no. It's like just pure sponsorship. Um, they are. They have. Well, of course, they are, have something looking at. They want to attract more, maybe overseas companies to mm. to settle down in the local market. Uh, the government, the the government, they want to meet the like high profile people, and maybe they can talk about like uh, bringing their companies, or because they're looking at like tax, you know, all the government related stuff. Um, I think this to us is uh, is fine. Right. It seems like it's a question of identifying what's important, not really understanding why it is, or you know, artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the big trend. Let's do it. Throw money at it. See what sticks. Obviously, hope that it starts to ferment, and by the the will of the government, by the Injection of the impulsion to say, "Let's this has got to be important." Yeah. Things happen, and and that's a very different model than what we see in the West. Yeah, and, and if only talk about the government, um, for example, if you look at like Shanghai, Beijing, Hangzhou, and because the the market here is so diverse, and also the competition is not just happen between among the companies. It's the, I, I to me is also happen between the governments. The local governments mm. here is like Shanghai is Shanghai government say okay we want to be the international kind of innovation center because Shanghai is always international right. right but if we go go to like Shenzhen Shenzhen okay we're going to be the hardware innovation center for the world right. because hardware always great the manufacturing always there was so mature in Shenzhen and also you go to for example maybe not many people the for example the city called Xi'an. Is like uh, Xi'an is not like top one, top even like top two. But Xi'an is so aggressive because they are talking about deep tech, because they they have some military company there. They are looking for kind of deep tech, uh, you know, technologies. Then Chengdu is a very relaxed city, um, but they are very good at the mobile gaming. So you see. Uh, if you go to like even south, and there are one city like Highline, they are. They are like really spend effort on the AI because they want to track more AI companies or smart transportation companies and go there. So at the really you see, like all the like the tier one or tier two city, they are kind of competing with each other mm. to to they want to like um, basically the to to have like a flag to telling okay if you do AI come to us. 
I was doing, uh, when I was in Shanghai, a conference called the Global CEOs 2019 uh, Forum. And uh, it was an impressive group, 1,000 people. Uh, and it was sponsored by Hongku, which is one of the districts of China, uh, Shanghai. And what was interesting there was very obviously trying to position Hongku as being a leader within Shanghai and how they have the 5G infrastructure, how they are driving a certain form of, of innovation. And, and, and so I, can, I could feel that within the governmental thing. And what's obvious also in the various conversations I've had is amongst the big companies, there's no love lost between Tencent mm. and Baidu and Alibaba and so on. They are at each other's throats in the innovation cycle. Is that your experience? Give us a little of your understanding of how competitive these people are amongst themselves. Because we always think, you know, it's, you know, us versus them, whether it's the, you know, England versus France or America versus China. But there's, there's this intense rivalry within. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, uh, look at all the sectors, I think you always see the competitions is um, at a different level. You know, even, for example, the biggest, the two, the biggest competitors in the market is Tencent and Baba, right? But if you like five years ago, you, you actually didn't see they are competing with each other because, uh, you know, five or ten years back, you know, Tencent is always on the kind of uh, uh, social uh, entertainment Right, and um, Alibaba is all about like e-commerce. Mm-hmm. But if you look at where they are at now, you know Alibaba has AI. Alibaba is spending millions, millions of money into the AI uh, AI business. They are reaching out to all the sectors used to only own, you know, only run by Tencent. Right, but for Tencent, it's the same. Tencent, you know, for example, like Alibaba is the you know Taobao is the number one e-commerce platform in China. But look at who's number two, JD. JD number two, but JD is uh, is belong kind of belong to the stand together with Tencent, right? If you look at each sectors of internet market in China, it always like number one or number two is either Tencent or, or or Alibaba. So that's the is like in the same even in the same uh, internet sector we see competitions, but also you see the competition between. The traditional business with the internet companies business as well, because, for example, Alibaba, you know they they run they own the one called like Hema supermarket, yeah. right? Because the supermarket is supposed to be very traditional, but Alibaba spend lots of money investing in like Hema uh, supermarket. This fresh fresh hypo, fresh hypo in English. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, hypo? yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. So then, <laughs> right? Okay. And also, Tencent also invest another supermarket. I can't remember the name. Uh, I can I don't know the English name. But basically, they all they all move into the traditional market right. to play against the traditional supermarket. Well, a little bit like Amazon in the states. They're trying to get into the Whole Foods. They're trying to get you know real fashion bookstores. Or and and do you see innovation happening in the way that they're approaching retail in this old fashioned world? Oh yeah, yes. I think the uh, so so I think the competition I said is the traditional against kind of internet, and also even inside the traditional, um, the traditional business is facing competition from the startups, because for startups, they they maybe 
maybe the 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 only the take maybe the just one simple ideas, uh, they can make that very very big, right? If you look at the fintech, you know the the in the fintech market, there are you know quite a few like uh, unicorns or IPO uh, startups in in China, but if you look at the ideas. They do like P two P at the very beginning, very very simple, straightforward. That what ju- that is just a project, maybe for our, our traditional bank, right? But they they are able to make that tiny idea into like IPO ideas.、Mm-hmm. So the traditional, I think for and also for the fashion brands and is they also they are like a new.、Uh, I think we 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 talk a little bit about, you know, earlier is in the in the fashion or in the consumer. Uh, fashion brand, we are looking at like we are talking about like you know upgrading our lifestyle. So we see plenty of new brands are、uh, from China, and also some of the brands that are very aggressive. So at the first you know at very beginning maybe from from the first day they say okay we're gonna beat we're gonna we're gonna beat the the international brand in China, right? And lots of examples like Luckin Coffee. Uh, you know, since the first day they say we're going to be the Starbucks in China,、uh, you see many、um, many examples. So the competition is、uh, everywhere. You know, and interestingly, whereas before it might have been let's rip off the Starbucks idea and do it the Chinese way, I feel now we're we're getting into a space where it's not about copying; it's about creating a Chinese way. Can you give us any examples, gang? Of you know, you obviously you know curate so many amazing things, but give us an example of of, of some kind of maybe a unicorn or a startup that you see as being very different and and very stamped with the Chinese imprint, as opposed to just you know another you know search engine or whatever. Yeah, well, I think I I. Absolutely agree on this. I think just give her like a little bigger background on this is is quite interesting. Is when I moved back to China, I think around like two thousand eight until like twenty maybe twenty fifteen, is because we said like copycats. So basically, we copy everything from Silicon Valley. I mean, in internet space. So I think that times、um, always happen when you talk to we you know talk to startups. Um, or even when you talk to VCs, they always you heard the kind of similar stories. You know, telling they are telling you, okay, we are doing my company is this. We are doing something like、yeah. something in the, the Chinese Google or the China, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Chinese、always、version they of. They found that I can. They found that like some or company from Silicon Valley as kind of benchmark, right?、Uh, even for the VC, the same. When the VC was looking at the startup, say, oh, if it's something like the Facebook or something twi-、uh, like Twitter, oh, maybe I'll be willing to spend more time with you because I saw that model is kind of、uh, approved in Silicon Valley already.、Mm-hmm. So, but now it's completely changed because we met lo- loads of startups. I think is we hear less and less is they are telling you we are something like Silicon Valley because. Everything they are doing, I would say eighty percent or even ninety percent of startups here now in China, we are do, they are doing something either for the Chinese ecosystem or from for the global、uh, ecosystem.、Mm. They don't use the benchmark from Silicon Valley、uh, anymore. And on the VC side, the same is like five years or back is most of the VC in China they are US USD fund,、mm. but now. 
I think we could see more and more IMB funds. Mm -hmm. And for Chinese startup, they are actually they are willing to raise money, you know, with the Chinese fund instead of USA fund because that will be more hustle. So I think that in general, the landscape is completely changed. Um, I mean, the true the other factor, of course, within all this is the geopolitical landscape is also making a, a statement on that. Give us an idea, Ganga, then, of some, you know, a, a unicorn that you think is just extraordinarily different, uh, stamped to Chinese or, or just a, even a small startup, whatever comes to your mind. Well, maybe the first one came to mind. Um, the, the Chinese name called Elmo is the, the food delivery mm-hmm. uh, companies. Actually, they started in Shanghai. Um, it's, 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 it's huge. It's already acquired by Alibaba already. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, do it more like Uber Eats. But actually, they, mm-hmm. they did that. They did that even years before the Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. Is um is is huge. It was simple ideas. You you know you download the app. You can um, make an order. Then people can deliver it to you. But it's completely, I would say, changed the lifestyle, the daily lifestyle for Chinese because now. You can everything. All the food can be delivered, uh, even like hot pot. You can I can you know, now I'm sitting in the office. I can order the hot pot. You know, in our an hour, you can see full full the food on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Alma is really you know maybe you see some similar like Uber Eats, but in China is so popular. Like everybody are you know, using the delivery service. That's one example. Um, another one is it pro- is it profitable? Uh, probably not. But yeah, that's another. Most of like, I think in China, if we talk about the unicorn, I think the revenue or profit probably is not the, really the proper priorities right. while looking at while looking at maybe the valuation while while looking at the user base. Mm-hmm. Profit is come next, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, that happened even to like JD.com. I don't think they are profitable right well, now. I mean, we we know the story in America, but at some level, the piper comes to play. And you know we've seen that actually happening in the IPO story uh, with uh, WeWorks, in which is you know you've been burning through cash. When are you going to turn a profit? Amazon held it off thanks to Jeff Bezos. Uh, he he kept the the profits reined back so he could keep on developing the top line. But at some level, shareholders are going to say. Where's my part of the business? As well, as long as the shareholder price keeps rising, of course, I'm not going to complain. But somewhere along the lines, you have to turn a profit. I suspect there's not yeah. even a Chinese way of turning around that one. Yeah, I think it's uh, of course we're looking at the profit, but now in China maybe at this stage, because what it's I think it's controversial because. Um, in China, even we see in the past like five years, we see quite a few they went to IPOs. I would say maybe many of them they are they are not profitable uh, till now, um, but I think that's um, that. I think that's that's something I think we we'll always see the Chinese media kind of discussing on that is, um, you know, we we have population, so that's why we can we can kind of rely on the. Basically, the the hedge counts, the user base, mm-hmm. and for now, you know, if you can establish business, even still billing money, but you have like several hundred millions of users, that's really something. Then we are looking at maybe one day now is free, but maybe if I can charge one dollar per person per user, you know, several hundred millions still a lot of money. I think that's kind of basic logic we are we are using, mm-hmm. and for now, but but on the other sides. Is 
I think more and more we are we are getting more and more clear. Um, is we know even we have a population, but one day we are not going to. Well, I think the advantage brought it by the population is getting less and less. So if we compare, if we really compare the internet market with the Silicon Valley, for example, is Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley is 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 still better in the technologies.、Mm. Um, so I think in for long terms, we we start to understand, and、uh, we all know technology will be the future kind of driven power、mm. instead of the populations. So that's why in the past like two or three years, you see company like DJI. You see Huawei getting more and more stronger, and、uh, you see several others companies, and even like VC size, they are more willing. For example, I met a VC last week. I、uh, also several others. They are they started investing the like the SpaceX or or sat- satellites like、mm-hmm. or or like the chips, because、um, they know these type of companies that that will be future for for China for China. From my perspective, one of the things that is absolutely radically different than we see in the West is the is the payment system. the The way when I go to the subway, how everybody pays. When I'm on the train to click pay for my ticket, you just whip out your WeChat and or your AliPay, and Bing Bang. It's so mobile pay friendly. It's it's radically advanced. QR codes are everywhere. And so there's some there's some amazingly different usages of somehow the same technologies in China. And then you were mentioning before with NetEase, a this、uh, e-commerce site, and I think it it speaks to the Chi- new Chinese way where you have a highly curated set of products that are directly sourced from the OEM.、Yeah. And I think that's something I haven't heard about in in the in the West. Um, so I'll put these in the show notes, just in, in case anyone's curious. With your help, of course, gang. Are there any other, you know, tech or you know, other types of innovations or entrepreneurs that you think are interesting to, that that speak to this Chinese difference?、Um, probably. Well, okay.、Um, maybe I can give you also, but another case study, but is the opposite、okay. um, to the one I mentioned on NetEase.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the famous one.、Um, you know, the the company went to last went to IPO last year called Pinduoduo PDD.、Mm-hmm. Um, Pinduoduo now is、uh, I think be three maybe three or four years.、Um, you know, pin- basically the story like only three years,、uh, Pinduoduo went to IPO. I only took took them three years. But they also they are doing e-commerce. They are e-commerce platform. You know. The, just tell you the background. How big they are now is I, I think I read something. I think they even beat JD to be the second largest e-commerce site in China. Only took them like three or four years.、Um, and so, so what they do? So when we talk about the case by Letties, we're talking about like upgrading, you know, of like you know lifestyles.、Uh, so basically, that means like you spend you, you for tier one or tier two city, the people is willing to pay a little bit more. Um, you know, money, but they want they want something unique. They are more looking not not just looking at the price. They are also looking at the the design, the user experience. You know, so all these like upgrading lifestyle. But for Pinduoduo, that's the opposite case. We are talking about like a down kind of downgrading. I would say because they are targeted at the very beginning, 
they are targeting at the tier three, tier four city. Just give like a very interesting example is my mom, you know, sixty, seventy years old, and she never asked me to install any like Taobao, Alipay, um, but the first app. Right now, the only app he she asked me to install is Pinduoduo. Why? Because on the Pinduoduo website, is first of all the this is is super superly cheap. Uh, the all the product there, um. So this really attractive for you know for the generation like my mom. You, you know they're always looking at something cheap. Um. But secondly, is most important part is they are more they are using the model more like a group buy. Um. But but they are because the founder they used to run a gaming company. So actually they they how to they know how to gamify the gamify the group buy model on the mobile devices. So basically the idea is, you know, my mom why the mom asked me to install because all my mom's friends at the same age is keep telling my mom say hey you should you should you know download the app because you know there you can spend like ten RMB basically like two dollars to buy maybe five. Socks, right? So must say, oh, it's super, super cheap, cheap, right? And because the group buy, because you are, you, you have to get like ten people, then you in order to get like uh, you know that cheap price. Right. So because all the friends of my mom are doing so, the mom say, oh, I'm gonna do the same, right? Then, so I install them. My mom was happy, you know, you know, two dollars, like five socks, it's great. Mm. So I think that's become kind of viral、mm-hmm. to the in the tier three, tier four cities, right? And so there's so many stuff there, and、mm-hmm. so cheap. It's like one thousand buying on Pinduoduo, maybe only one hundred, right? The Singles Day, eleven eleven, which is、uh, quite talked about over in the West,、uh, the massive e-commerce. Uh, does every e-commerce site get in on the game, and do you think it has legs to continue on, or will it one day evaporate? Well, I think it will be keep going. Even personally, personally, I get really, really bored <laughs> with eleven eleven. But but I think it's still、um, is like maybe the big, be the biggest day of the year for all the e-commerce uh, or uh, or merchants.、Um, so. Uh, just example, because、um, actually we are going to run our events.、Mm-hmm. It just happened on the same day, like this year.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we contact you know a few famous like、uh, kind of、um, the tech companies. I think they are. We have some difficulties because all the big boss they say they are super busy on that day, so they couldn't make it to on stage.、Right. But so I say I think they'll keep going.、Um, but. Actually, eleven eleven is the most famous one, but actually we also have the twelve twelve. So I think the <laughs> the game is、uh, kind of repeating and repeating. So in in true Chinese innovation, maybe there'll be thirteen thirteen. Just kidding.、Um, how does Gang Lu get his、uh, inspiration? Where do you read? What do you read、uh, for understanding what's going on? Do you have any specific sources or or people you go to? To、uh, at the very top of the pile that you are, as you are, how do you get your source? I think my source is.、Um, I I think is maybe I put it this way. I think the the most important thing, important thing to kind of uh, uh, to drive me、um, doing what we are doing now is、uh, the startups or the startup spirit or the entrepreneurship. 
So I think all my kind of、uh, so I love to talk talk to all the ecosystem people, entrepreneurs or even VCs.、Uh, I I really love to to hear what they are saying. You know their stories,、uh, their visions,、uh, which like every conversation, I feel I'm being I'm being educated. Um, as well, so I think which are kind of allowed me to stand at the front of the innovation,、mm-hmm. um, because of them. That makes total sense, gang. So how can someone、uh, follow you, track you down, read what you're up to? What are the best ways to understand more about what's going on in China? <sighs> of course, readtechno.com. <laughs>、mm. Yeah, please. So I I I think I really believe is as I said,、um, it's not just my. Because it's my business,、uh, I think is we read TechCrunch and many other English media because Silicon Valley or or states they are leading the technology in the past five ten years. But we really see the shifting, maybe not in China,、uh, shifting to China, but shifting to Asia. So and、um, you know, read the techno or some other like Asia focused media.、Uh, I think that's for. I think for at for the next ten years,、um, so yeah,、um, I think everyone should spend more time、uh, in China in Asia. Well, it's been a pleasure for me. Great to see you, gang. Thanks for being on the show, and look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes and other blog posts on MinterDial.com. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to give a rating and review. And to finish. Here's a song I wrote with Stephanie Singer, a convinced man. Lines. I'm a convinced man, hearing these guns.
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.